So let's talk. Uh, there is there is a genre we have not much talked about yet. So I'm just going to start with you, Gerald. What is your favorite? You know what? Not what's your favorite. What's the best video game genre? I, you know, I think we're going to uh, agree on this one. It's not going to be a surprise, I think. Um, but, you know, going to have to go with sports games. Sports games. <laughs> You son of a gun. <laughs> no. I, I agree. I 100% agree. to Digitally Distracted. I am Game Dave. I'm Gerald. And today's topic, we're going to be discussing the best of the best video game genres. And this is a topic I've wanted to do for a while, and I figured why not on the the uh, the centennial, no, the 10th episode. <laughs> we made it to 10 episodes, Gerald. That's crazy. We did it. Where has the time gone? Small wonder. Mm -hmm. Small wonder. So I remember <laughs> when the episodes were just this big. Yeah, they were so little. You know? And, and now they're this they're big. Slightly larger. <laughs> slightly larger crib for this show. <laughs> but yes, we've made it to the 10th episode, so I figured now's the time to really dig into the gaming genres. And we I wasn't the only one, and you weren't the only one thinking about this, because we even had a Twitter hashtag message, hashtag digitally distracted. This came from Jared Lutz, hmm. who said... How about discussing video game genres? So it's like he knew. He knew. He knew it was on the list. He knew it was coming. So before we get into the best video game genre, which we have not revealed to each other yet, no. we're going to save that, that we might have an inkling. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about some of the different genres, maybe some important games in sure. those genres and sure. some things like that. Sure. So let's just start off with the classic platforming games. Mm -hmm. So platformers. Obviously, this is the genre where you are moving usually left to right, left to right. Good mm. guys always move left to right. Mm. Enemies always move right to left. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Heroes love to walk from the left. And you're just, you're jumping on platforms. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, that's the 2D side. The side scrollers sometimes are referred to once screens actually started moving. Right, After right. Pitfall, right. where the screen would just completely load the next screen. Yeah, yep. And or Zelda, which is not really a platformer, obviously. Right. Very different situation there. And we'll get into that because there's a, there's a bit of an argument I want to get into about hmm. Zelda, the uh, classic Zelda games. So with platforming, you think Super Mario Brothers. That's sort of the go-to right. 2D platformer. But there's also 3D platformers in the PlayStation era. I know the new Spyro re-release is coming out. That's sort of a big deal. Mm -hmm. You had Super Mario 64, which a lot of people look to as the definitive... Uh, turning point for 3D platformers. Eh, it's all right. It's okay. But I was not an N64 boy. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll get into in a future podcast for sure. So platformers, let's talk about them. Okay. What do you like about platformers? Do you think they're a, a good genre? Obviously, they've withstood the test of time to right. some extent. Right. Um. Yes, I would agree with that. I, I think they're definitely past their prime now. Um. What do you think has replaced then? Because it's think, true. Aside from indie titles, you don't yeah. see a lot of new platforming games. I think the open worlds. Open worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So Breath of the Wild, yeah, maybe. Exactly. Is the new platformer. Right. <laughs> maybe not. 
I, I, I feel like it's the new platformer in so much as that that was um, one of the, the, the sort of the staple genres or, or titles that was out there, you mm-hmm. know? And now um, I feel like those titles have moved to the open world sort of style. Yeah. So you still have this you still have the same types of heroes and the same types of, you know, missions and goals and things like that. Right. Um, but instead of moving from left to right now, you're just moving through the world. Mm-hmm. So it's less about the puzzle of, of figuring out which way to go and more about where to visit in an open world. Right, exactly. Okay, so you would say that's sort of taken the place. Because yeah, an open world game didn't really exist in the same way in the older 2D, 8-bit, 16-bit era. Exactly. The the technology just wasn't there. No, because the only type of open-world gaming that did exist was more like, it was like 2D exploratory gaming. Right, right. Maybe in an RPG. Yeah, there's there's a world map, but it's not really the same idea because it's the world map strictly serves the purpose of going from town to town or location to location. You're not doing any sort of uh, gameplay mechanics in that open world right. necessarily, whereas in a platformer, you are in an open world game. You are whether it's not you know you're climbing something or you're you're taking down uh, an army in some area before you move into another area in an open world sort of situation. Right. So, okay, I could see that. What would you say is your favorite platforming game? I know a couple of mine. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say Contra. Contra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was your your go to sort yeah. of shit. Now that's sort of a, a mixture. I would say mixture genre, which is actually the next genre I want to talk about, mm. which is the the shooter genre. When mm. I say shooter, I mean shoot 'em up. I've always referred to those as shooters, but people like to say shoot 'em ups or shmups. I don't like the term shmups. Have you heard shmups? I haven't. I don't. Well, good for you. That's the magic <laughs> of you being off the internet. People, it's like, oh, I love that shmup. You know, it's just shoot 'em up uh-huh. made uh, more dumb sounding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just say shoot them up, but I, I come from an area where I just called them shooters, mm-hmm. and then now it's the confusion between shooters and first-person shooters, right. which are very different, and they have third-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Just call them gun games, mm-hmm. to be honest. So gun games, right. and then you have shooters, and Contra sort of toes the line between platforming, because there are some platforming sure. changes in the old NES games, where you, you jump up and down between mm-hmm. levels, you're, you're maybe doing some high intensity jumps mm-hmm. very tense but for the most part it's like a, a horizontal shooter right because you're constantly shooting at enemies coming towards you though they can sort of uh you know pincer you mm-hmm. so maybe it's a little bit different than a traditional shooter so that's mm-hmm. kind of a platformer shooter game right to me i don't know if you'd agree with that no i would agree with that yeah, yeah you would <laughs> you're off the podcast no. <laughs> so contra is your favorite i know you've mentioned contra before um and you did beat contra yeah I, again if not beat contra legally legitimately mm. this is very hard for me mm. i'm not good at shooters in general anyway uh let alone shooting platforming games for me it comes down to you know y- you got to look at super mario brothers yeah and you know, like we've talked about before, that big debate, we briefly touched on that. The Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World, mm-hmm. which is the game. Yeah. And for me, it is Super Mario World just because it's just polished enough. I like Dinosaur Land. I like the addition of Yoshi. Right. Which adds a lot more to the platforming because there's some moments, if you recall, where you're sitting on Yoshi and to get to certain secrets, 
you can basically murder Yoshi. Yeah. Where if you drop Yoshi, you can hop just yep. enough to get that extra little double jump. Yep. Uh, so that added a lot to it. I, I just loved um, the later stages, getting a star road, and you get the little baby Yoshis, mm-hmm. and, you know, filling them up so they grow into big Yoshis, and you had Yoshis that could shoot fireballs and fly. I just think the Yoshi aspect added so much to it. Mm-hmm. And when Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, came out, I mean, I fell in love with that game, too. It had such a different style, had the sort of storybook look to it. And that that was a great platform mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Super Mario World is just, it's an easier point of entry, I think, for people, young and old. Yes. And, you know, to go back, I used to, getting into the the behind-the-scenes of my life, I am a teacher, which we've talked about. Right. Uh, it's been a Q&A question before. And I teach elementary school, so younger kids, and I teach in the computer lab. So, you know, I'm, I've got a room of computers that I have access to. And I was looking for sort of a behavior management tool hmm. to use in the classroom. I don't do this anymore, but I used to use emulators and ROMs. I remember this, yeah. As a sort of learning tool, <laughs> learning tool, as a behavioral control tool. Right, right. Where I would... Um, was it like a reward? Like Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So the kids would come in and I would pick certain mm. days. Like, All right, guys, so today... Uh, if you do a good job, I'm going to be looking for a couple students that at the end of class are going to get to play a couple games on the projector today from Man. Mr. Thomas's computer. And you that's know, that's a big deal if you're a kid. Yeah, the, it was. I was nervous at first because they might have thought, "Oh, we're going to play." Kids still will be like, "Ooh, we get to play the Wii." Kids still think like the Wii is mm-hmm. the, is the game system, right? That they, I mean, some have like Playstations and Xboxes, but they still sort of think about the Wii. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually have a Wii system set up in the cafeteria. Huh. And on Wednesdays, kids get their, their names drawn to play mm-hmm. the Wii. Wii Wednesday. Wii Wednesday. It's exactly what we call it, actually. There you go. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> there wasn't. It wasn't a hard uh, leap to make <laughs> that we were going to call it Wii Wednesday. And in the class. I would set up, I did Super Mario World, Mm -hmm. uh, because originally I had NES games set up, and I would bring the kids over, and they they really did love whatever. I was nervous that, oh, these are very old games, they probably never played them, Right, right. and these are kids under 10. (laughs) I was like, this is going to be interesting. And originally I had them play the original Super Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's super simple to understand, move left to right, you jump. Mm -hmm. Fireballs, maybe. Mm -hmm. And with the new Super Mario Brothers games that came out for the Wii, they might have some understanding of that 2D movement style, mm-hmm. but they sucked. They were the worst. Really? Oh, it was hilarious. Did they have a controller or was it a keyboard? Um, I hooked up a USB controller. Okay. The second time I did it. Because <laughs> the first time I had him use a keyboard, because uh-huh. I didn't think about bringing that in, and that was pretty bad, but the controller didn't seem to help much. Hmm. And it was just that classic, like, they jump over the first Goomba, right. and then they would just fall into the pit. I'm like, man, it's embarrassing. Right. But then when I switched to Super Mario World... They did a lot better, hmm. and they were actually able to like beat stages. Interesting. Yeah. So Super Mario World really showed me like that is a great point of entry for somebody who's not played classic platformers. Right. And it's so iconic, it's recognizable. You just know, oh, that's the mushroom. It's going to make me big. Right. Like they've kept that concept so so much in that genre, even though Super Mario has changed a lot because now we have Super Mario Odyssey which mm. is really like Super Mario 64 2 mm. in a way it really is just like a polished version of that and there have been some newer platforming games like the new Super Mario Brothers games which follow the traditional formula 
and then they had uh, Super Mario Run. Did you play that on no. cell phone? Surprising, no, no, no. Mr. Cell Phone <laughs> didn't play that. I don't like the runner games. It was probably the best runner game. Okay. But it was a side-scrolling runner, and it was you just jumped. Gotcha. So you would just start moving through a stage. It was based on the new Super Mario Brothers sort of engine style, and you mm-hmm. just would jump through. It was okay. I played the free version. I did not pay to unlock the full game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that interesting. Right. But Super Mario World is the definitive platformer to me. I know you said you're more of a Mario Brothers 3 right. guy. Mm-hmm. I just like that polish. I, like I that get polish. it. I get it. I can't, I can't judge you for that. I can't hold that against you. You know what it is? I think it's the cape. My favorite thing was the you addition know, of the feather and the cape. That was cool. Because Raccoon Mario is awesome. Yeah. Or, you know, I loved the different suits. Yeah. In Super Mario Brothers 3. You had a, a freaking frog, frog suit. Yep. You had a Tanuki Mario. How cool was Tanuki Mario? It was basically Raccoon Mario, but you could also hide from enemies. You would turn into that yep. statue. Yep. And also, for those of you watching the video form of this show, that right there is a traditional. Japanese tanuki. Get out of here. You might be saying, why? I think somebody asked before, why is that? What is that thing? Why is that there? Uh-huh. Because this is a fortune tanuki to bring good luck. How do you like that? I had no idea. Yeah. I found that a long time ago. But tanukis, <laughs> it's interesting that they chose tanuki for Super Mario Brothers 3 because mm-hmm. the tanuki is a traditional Japanese folklore mm-hmm. creature. And uh, it's known for having very large, I don't know if you can see that, very large somethings. Do you know what they have that's very large, Gerald? Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you see what those are? Holy smokes. Those would be testicles. Uh, t- those are some testicles. Wow. So the tanuki had very large testicles. And if you look up the it- traditional tanuki, it doesn't quite look like this one. This uh-huh. one's much cuter than your typical tanuki that you would see in... In the folklore. But yeah, they, they're known for their big fortune, uh, balls of fortune. <laughs> wow. It looks like he has four feet. <laughs> what, what spherical feet you have. Right. Very interesting. You four-footed and two-handed tanuki. Wow. So a little bit of, uh, I'm surprised. Why didn't, they, why didn't that feature happen when you would collect the tanuki <laughs> suit? It probably would have been a bit odd. Probably. Probably. <laughs> You know, sometimes you got to go back and touch your roots, you know? Sometimes you do. <laughs> you got to touch the roots. <laughs> you got to touch the roots. <laughs> so platformers. I think we, yeah, platformers are great. They they definitely lived in the era that we grew up in. Platforming games were easy successes, you might say. Mm-hmm. Like, they seem to work. Um, most platforming games, even the crappy ones, were still bearable. Uh, Super Mario Brothers really mastered that platforming style, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I would say aside from the indies, a lot of indie games continue that style. Yeah. Like Shovel Knight yep. is a great example, but it's even done in a retro style. Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's a there's a ton of platformers um, on the mobile stores. Yes. You know? Yeah, because it's they're a little more simplistic yeah, to create. I, I can't I can't get on board with them. I no. can't. What about uh, they got Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy? Yeah. That's yeah. more of like a, a masochism sort of platformer. Yeah. Right? It's just you're constantly repeating. I, I'm a, I like Super Meat Boy. It's pretty fun, but it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. One of those frustrating games. So let's get into shooters. You talked about Contra a little yeah. bit. Now, to me, shooters, shoot 'em ups. We're talking about the shoot 'em ups, the shmups for you people who like to say shmups. I, it's one of my least favorite genres. I've mentioned that on the show before because I'm not very good at them. And there's different levels of shoot 'em ups. You have your traditional shoot 'em ups like. Um, you've got Galaga, 
Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you know, R-Type mm-hmm. is another classic. For me, I just never got into them. Did you like the shooters, that genre? Just a, um, you're just a spaceship, you're the going, 1942? You know, I did, actually. 1942, loved, 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 loved that game. I also loved Life Force. I don't know if I mentioned yes, that. Yes. I think you, I did, you, yeah. One of the first ones you beat, right? Yeah. First games you ever yeah. beat was Life Force. Yeah. And that's considered a very good uh, shooter from the NES and Famicom era. Actually, the Famicom cart is way cooler looking mm. than the NES cart for Life Force. Mm. Um, yeah, Life Force is going to have that one over there. Actually, I, have, I think I have a box copy of 1942 up there for the NES. Really? I you think know, it's the first game You know, I think, I think that was my favorite game in the arcade before Altered Beast. Really? And so, Golden Axe, yeah. Yeah, it probably would have been beforehand yep. that you would have played that. Yep. Because the Genesis no. sort of stuff wasn't coming. I mean, it was on the arcade. I but, feel like that's the game I would go to when I would watch other kids... <laughs> you were watching... When I would go to the arcade to watch other kids... It's somehow <laughs> even more sad. You were watching... <laughs> Kids, other kids play 1942. It, yeah, it was, you know, and it's, I would just, I would hover around these. I remember them having that at Jolly Time. Yeah. Our local arcade that closed down for a while. They still had that. But I don't remember. Of course, you were there a little bit earlier than me. I don't remember anyone lined up to play. No, that's just it. I would hover around these games hoping that someone would want to play so I could watch. <laughs> can somebody please play this game that nobody wants to play so I can watch them play this game <laughs> right. that I'm the only one that wants to play it? <laughs> right. That costs 25 cents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you grew up in the era of the the, the penny candies. Right. I mean, come on. It's a quarter. It's just a quarter. Come on. Yeah, man. I hear you. Mr. and Mrs. Gerald. I mean, come on. You, you couldn't have. Please, please share this show with them so they can <laughs> see how they did you wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I was just never very good at shooters because I would get bored very quickly. Mm. I wouldn't be able to get very far. So the frustration level was so high that I was like, oh, screw this. this it's the same thing. I'm just shooting things flying at me. Yeah. At least with the old school shooters. There's some new ones like uh, Darius Burst is like insane uh, to play the arcade version of Darius. I actually got a chance to play that at, uh, I believe it was... It might have been too many games, not this year, but last year, um, a group of buddies and, and myself got together and we played, or it might have been even MAGFest, I'm not sure, but we got into the big, it's sort of a sit-down cabinet mm. for Darius Burst, I think it's a four-player, and that was awesome. I mean, I still was the worst player, but it was awesome. Somebody's got to be the worst. And then in J- Japan, what I do, I like I like cut-em-ups. Now, this is sort of a sub-genre. Of shoot 'em ups. I don't know if I've heard of this. Yeah, before. cute 'em ups. Well, that means you haven't watched my episode <laughs> of Game Dave, where I review a cute 'em up. Huh. Uh, so cute 'em ups are basically shooters, but instead of being a traditional, you know, spaceship in space taking out the alien infestation or bad guys, you are a cute something shooting like cute little things. Really. Yeah, so the first one I sort of reviewed is from the Twin Bee series. Hmm. And you're this cute little ship with little boxing gloves and just shooting little, like, candies and sweets <laughs> and stuff. It's still very insane. Uh-huh. But it's cute. Right. But there's a lot of other ones, like uh, Parodius hmm. is another series that's known for, I would say is more of a cute up but just ridiculous, weird, sort of fanciful creatures that you fight. And it's not really, you know, an intense story or anything it's just there to be silly and fun hmm. cute em ups i like and they're usually a little bit easier 
Parodius can get intense if you get into the later Parodius games. But then there's, in Japan, there's this sort of other subgenre called, called bullet hell shooters. Hmm. Where it's not even so much that you're just trying to shoot down the enemies. It's more that your goal is to avoid bullets the whole time. Wow. Where the bullets are so insane uh-huh. and so frequent. It's like super hot. It is. It's almost like super hot, <laughs> the shooter. And the bullet, you're, you're just moving just through a maze of bullets. <clears throat> gotcha. A, a volley of bullets also trying to take out the enemies. And though, let's talk about frustrating. Because, mm. you know, these are usually one-hit kill games. When right. You play oh, I hate shooters. those. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So you're definitely more, I mean, with Life Force, of course, I mean, that's a major one. Uh, 1942. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just not a genre that that ever did it for me. So yeah. obviously, I don't think that's going to make it to the end. So from shooters, we'll get into what I guess shooters are now. Mm-hmm. And there's so many uh, FPS games. FPS, right? Something you ever got into? You know, originally they made me motion sick. I did eventually build up a tolerance to it. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, you play them. Yeah. 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 I think. Because let's be honest, uh, uh, there's been some, you've been attacked, Gerald. You've been attacked. People think you're not a gamer. Right. They think you're not a gamer. Probably because you said, I'm a cell phone gamer. Mm-hmm. People are like, <gasps> Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm your non-traditional gamer. You're a non-traditional gamer. But he plays, he plays the games. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, oh, but I think Dave's turning him. He's like, no, he's, he's a gamer. Uh-huh. He's playing Life Force. He was beating Contra when I couldn't beat Contra. I had to play uh, Sesame Street 1, 2, 3. <laughs> I could beat that. Or Barney's Barney's Hide and Seek on Genesis. Right. That's what I was beating. <laughs> no. What first-person shooters do you like in the genre? If we're, ta- if we're thinking first-person, because there is sort of offshoots of first-person shooters as well. You've got third-person shooters. Right. Third-person are my preference. Okay. Um, But, you know, I'd have to go back to... Um, Reality, oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what would you have to go back to when it comes to, to shooters? Um, of the uh, were there were there variety? were what were the early shooters? I'm trying to think. Doom. Yeah, I never got into Doom. Wolf, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. I never got into Doom, but I'll tell you what I got into. Chex Quest. You know Chex Quest. No. It came with checks. What? The cereal. So it was a it was basically a reskin in a way of Doom. But with uh, this the checks man, and he was going through That's and taking hilarious. out these weird like booger looking creatures with his little, it would almost look like a remote control, and he would blow them up, and he would get other weapons, uh-huh. and it was totally based on the Doom engine, legitimately based on mm, the Doom engine. Wow! They had, per- as far as I know, they had permission um, to use the engine to That's make impressive. this game. There was something with the company. I'm sure someone in the comments will detail that, but there is some some sort of reason why. They got true license permission to reskin Doom and do this sort of Chex Quest thing, and the disc would be included in yep. special boxes of Chex. Yep. And I, you know, installed the game, and my brother and I played that all the time. Chex Quest. Yeah. Sure. I think there was a sequel to Chex Quest. Either there was a sequel, or some, there's a fan made sequel. Mm. I know there is a fan made game, but I, I don't know if there's a Chex Quest too. That's that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. So that was probably my first. Though I, you know what, Duke Nukem. Mmm. Duke Nukem 3D. That might have been my first. Duke Nukem 3D, I think, was my one of my first legitimate Mm -hmm. shooter games of that first person style, you know, building off Doom and Wolfenstein. I know my first like first person um hack and slash was Hex. Okay. Uh on the computer on the PC. uh, which at the time was just 
mind blowing. And he's not a gamer. Yeah. I don't even know what game he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. What so is Hex? It's 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 like um basically Skyrim, but way, way, way before the time. So it is because so in a way, that's something that always gets to me. I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have recalled that. Skyrim sometimes and games of that ilk mm-hmm. western rpgs is mm-hmm. what you would really say what what rpgs instead of jrpgs right. they almost feel to me like first person shooter games mm, i can see that is skyrim not just call of duty that doesn't have matches and missions isn't it just call of duty with instead of I a mean, gun it, you it, cast a spell yeah. or instead of a knife you use a sword. Uh-huh. It's the same look. It's the same control scheme. It's just, it's ongoing in an open world. Right. And it's medieval fantasy. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're not going to get any argument from me. Some people would say it's an RPG, and I'd say it's an RPG in the sense that there's a, a skill tree, right? Skyrim is based on yeah. skill trees. Mm-hmm. And leveling up. But even Call of Duty games have had leveling up systems for the longest time where you sort of go from like these veterans classes and they've sort of implemented gun Mm -hmm. classes like he's a sniper class and Mm -hmm. you know he's really good with these types of weapons or you know you increase your skill at holding the sniper rifle steady Mm -hmm. it's kind of i'm just saying i'm just saying which might be why i have not been as intrigued by that gameplay style, like the, the Elder Scrolls in general, right. and Skyrim have never been games that engaged me in a way that I had to go back. Like, yeah, and I think it is that one you don't you're not really seeing your character much. You can play in third person though, I believe you can you can switch to third person for games like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. But most people play in first person view, and you have your, your hands up and your it's the same look. Yeah, I mean even though I prefer the third person view. Mm-hmm. Um, I play first person just because, it's, yeah, it's just... It's probably easier to hit your targets. Yeah, and it, it is more immersive that way, and, yeah. you know, it is fun to be immersed in that Skyrim. Bow and arrow world. is the sniper rifle of yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. So, <laughs> you heard it here. Skyrim is Call of Duty. <laughs> and I hate Call of Duty. No offense to Call of Duty. Now, I, I don't buy those games. I don't have any of those games. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy them for a time, but mm-hmm. it is the same thing. Right. Over and over again. And you could say that about certain JRPGs as well, but to me it's the story that keeps that going. See, you know, that's what I dislike most about Call of Duty and those types of shooters is it's mostly PvP, Mm -hmm. and I like story. I like a campaign. Yeah, and that's why I like Halo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 people are like, oh, that's it's not it's too arcadey, you're jumping up really high, it's too spacey. I like simulation mm-hmm. shooters. I'm like, eh, Call of Duty even is still not that much right. simulation. I mean, these ridiculous no-scope sniper actions that are happening and becoming video compilations on the web of ridiculous things that you'd probably never pull off right, 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 right. in real life. But, yeah. But I want that story. Give me give me that sweet, sweet story. Yeah, because you could only do so many reconnaissance missions mm. and we got to infiltrate this terrorist organization I mean, and then they tried to do, you know, they had Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. which did well. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one I probably liked the most. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then they did, what was it, Advanced Warfare, mm-hmm. which was a futuristic Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And it was, people hated it. At least the hardcore fans hated it because you're, like, jumping really high. You have, like, mech suits, like, yeah. these exoskeletons. So they did something different to appeal to maybe some, you know, spice it up. 
man, maybe I maybe I'll like that. Maybe. And and people didn't like it. Hmm. So what they do? They went back to uh, what's the most recent one? Is was it went back to like World War Two or yeah, World War One? I? I think. I'm a sucker for an exo suit. You yeah. know. Did you try? I I did play some Destiny. Really. Uh, a friend of the show, Renee Klain, was nice enough Renee to... Renee Klain, RK! 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 Hey! <laughs> he was nice enough to send me a beta code when they released the beta, and I actually did a video on it, because uh-huh. he was nice enough, and I was like, wow, this is actually, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this, and... Because it mixed... It did what, in a way, I was implying Skyrim kind of is, mm-hmm. is that it took the sort of first-person shooter style... And added in leveling systems and and armor systems, and it was almost like sort of RPG-ish, more so. You built your character up, chose your class. It was pretty limited. I mean, this is the first Destiny we're talking about. And then it had this hub world where you would go and buy things. It was almost like going to merchants and exploring Mm. like a little town. And it was in third person when you would do that, which was kind of nice. Yeah. But I never went past the beta. I never got past the beta because it's another one of those games where it really was a game you had to play with people. Right. Because it is more of an MMO mm. setup where you had you had to go with a team and mm-hmm. do things. I mean, you could do it sort of one, you know, with two or three people, but to really do raids and things like that, you got to have a big group. Yeah. And that's just not something I, I had time to See, dedicate. And to. that's, I, I, I probably catch some flack for this. Ooh, flack I, him. I, I can't stand those raids. I just. <laughs> can't stand those raids. You know, I just coordinating with other people. Um, man. What I, Gerald's trying to say is he hates people and talking to them. Right, <laughs> no, right, right. Yeah, no, that, that is a, a big deal. And unless all of your close friends yes. are all playing the same game. Yes. And you can get them all in the same. You have to either find these people you don't know. Mm-hmm. And make a connection with them enough to where you even want to play with them. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's difficult. Which which is possible. One of my best buddies, he's got, man, really good friends. He as, seems as, to be quite good as at As a lot doing of people that. do. Yeah, as a lot yeah. of people do. Um, you get these communities online. Yeah. Never met them, you know, but they just, they've been in guilds. I think he's got, these are the same, like, guildmates since, like, Knights of the Old Republic. Whew. Yeah. That is, a, I mean, that seems like it's not an old game, but that's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. That's where he met them, and, you know, they've, they've moved from game to game, and they just... They stayed in that group. Yeah. I've seen that happen with people who played WoW for a while, and then mm-hmm. a lot of the WoW groups moved to League of Legends. Right. And that's what Jerome did. He was mm-hmm. a big, involved in very huge guilds in WoW, like some, some of the top ten guilds he was involved in. Yeah. And then he moved to League of Legends, uh, Dota, and all that stuff. You know, he was a big StarCraft player as well. Mm, okay. Um, when they Man, StarCraft. The StarCraft. Oh, yeah. soft spot in the heart for StarCraft. Yeah, big fan. Yes, big fan. Big fan. He's a big fan, guys. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan. What about Civilization, though? You know, I love me um, like a Civilization simulation game. Let's talk strategy then. So we're on strategy genre now. We're done with first oh person Oh my gosh. Shooters. But I could never get into Civilization, but I love those games. My favorite Civilization was Civilization 2, Test of Time mm. for the PC. And let me tell you why. One, because my uncle bought it for me for free, mm. so it was the only experience I had with it. But <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about Test of Time is you had the main game, but you could also set up these sort of custom-style games, mm. and you could do one that was sort of a medieval hmm. fantasy 
style hmm. where your troops were like orcs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had this sort of underworld and like this light and dark world between the two civilization hmm. arenas and stuff. I loved Test of Time. By far, probably my favorite civilization game. My favorite would have to be Populous. Populous. Now, that was such a popular game. Man. <laughs> Populous. <laughs> that it was ported to, to, like, it's on the Super Nintendo. Man, what a great game. So strategy and simulation sort of ride a line. So sort of like how Contra rode the line of platforming and shooters. Right. I would say strategy and simulation games sometimes ride the line. So you have C Civilization, which is definitely a turn-based or sometimes real-time strategy game, depending mm -hmm. on how you play it. Mm-hmm. But there's also aspects of simulation. So then you have games like theme park games mm. or like roller coaster tycoon mm -hmm. games or even get into SimCity mm -hmm. where that is sort of it's sort of a strategy game. It's mm -hmm. also a simulation game because there is a lot of strategy involved in civilization. But a lot, I think most people, when they think strategy, turn based strategy games, they really think about you're building up an empire right. through these empire building strategy games. Right to take out another group's empire. Right. Though you can also play, you know, I always played against AI, obviously. I wasn't playing online right. against other people and trying to either... I guess that's what's kind of cool about civilization games or those types of strategy games and world-building, empire-building games is there's multiple win conditions. Yes. There's that idea of win conditions. It's not kill everybody else. Right. Whereas StarCraft II is really defeat all the other groups. Right civilization you can do that and become the only you know basically monopolize the world right with your country or region mm -hmm. or you can there be the first to reach space right sort of uh one of the that was like kind of the main win condition for the longest time of mm -hmm. civilization was be the first ones to research space exploration and get a rocket successfully sent into space and you just win mm -hmm. Or there might be win conditions like to create all of the wonders of the world, like mm -hmm. all the seven wonders of the world, things like that, which is kind of interesting. So where I guess Sim, the Sims, even the Sims, yeah. and Sim City, I guess those do kind of have their own simulation genre. I guess that's what you would say. Yeah, simulation. Then you have from that life simulation games mm -hmm. with things like you could say The Sims or uh, Animal Crossing, mm -hmm. uh, Second Life, mm -hmm. which I never, I don't know anything about Second Life other than what the idea of Second Life yeah. is. I never tried it or played it or had any, any interest in in that. Yeah, everything I know about Second Life I learned from The Office. <laughs> I know, right? So whatever Dwight and Jim did, right. that's what we know about Second Life. Uh, so a lot of times you'll think, when I think of strategy games, I go to tactics games. Mm. And I don't know if, if tactics... Is, is tactics a genre? The term tactics? You know... Tactical games? Unofficially. Unofficially? So uh, Because I would I would include it as a genre. The umbrella, yeah, because yes. the umbrella would be strategy. Yeah. Right? Right. And because you know, I come back to games like Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. Man, or, I love a tactics game. Or Suikoden Tactics, some of my favorites. Like I'd much rather play a turn-based mm -hmm. tactical RPG mm -hmm. than civilization. Mm -hmm. Because civilization is such a, a broader scope of a of world. And then, you know, I'd rather have eight to ten units and do smaller sort of internal things because then you can have a story. Mm -hmm. Civilization, there, there is no, – I'm sorry, that's not a story game. No. That is not a game that is driven by any story. No. It's about – it's strictly focused on the gameplay and the building up of your region. Right. 
whereas a tactics RPG is. So Final Fantasy Tactics, of course, one that I, I'm forgetting. It's on the tip. Ooh, just a tip. Tip of the top. Just a tip. Oh, what is it? Advance Wars. Mm. Advance Wars. Come on. Uh, why? Where's the Advance Wars games? We need more Advance Wars games. Which, uh, for those of you who don't know, started on the Famicom hmm. as Famicom Wars. I, I did like, not know that. I like that. But again, turn-based, tactical. You have units. Now, even that one's a little bit more broad than, say, Final Fantasy Tactics, because Final Fantasy Tactics follows a main character, mm. and you get party members, and you can hire units to help your your party you're still limited to how many people you take i don't know if it's six or eight units you have with you when you go into battle but advanced wars is more about sort of nameless units mm. of people at least you have like a bunch of these type troops you have a bunch of tank troops and you you go through and do these different missions on a map mm -hmm. but yeah i i'm gonna agree that's a genre I would say tactics games are a genre. Yeah. Strategy tactics. Yeah. And then, you know, sort of sub-genres of that, like tactics RPGs. That, that's the problem with games compared to movies. Movies, it's a lot easier to define genres. Oh, my genres gosh. Absolutely. Because you have comedies, dramas, uh, action sort of movies, uh, art house movies mm -hmm. or whatever, noir films. But then the subgenres are so much easier because a subgenre is really just a couple of genres combined. Right. So you have dramedies, just comedy dramas, you know, an action comedy, mm -hmm. a horror comedy, mm -hmm. horror movies. Like it's so much easier to define. And games, they ride the line so many times. Uh, I mean, usually it's good games. Mm. Really good games ride the line between many genres. Mm -hmm. You know, an open world RPG is really riding the line between a lot of different things. Right. So. So MMOs, while we're sort of talking about the strategy-based games, because in a way, StarCraft, mm. you know, you're playing with a lot of people, you're playing online, multiplayer online well, games. Well, I mean, they had the Let's campaign, talk. though. Right. You right. know? Which, which kept it from being like an MMO. Right, right. Which I I came for the campaign mm -hmm. and ultimately stayed for P2P. P2P. PVP. PVP. With uh, with one of my good friends in college, actually, at the time. Um, that's when we would do the landline, like, mm -hmm. you know. Land it. Yeah, we would land it. So is that one of the few multiplayer games that you maintain? Because I know we've talked yeah. about that before. You don't really like to play a lot of multiplayer online yeah. games. Yeah, But that was one that, that mm -hmm. got you. Yeah, got absolutely. You Did you play with people you didn't know or against no. people you didn't know? No. no. You know what? That's a lie. In the early days, I did. Okay. In the early days, I did. And I had some success, but ultimately it didn't carry me through i couldn't i wouldn't stick around just mm -hmm. got old now were there any you know of course i've had some massive massive multiplayer online experiences mostly with world of warcraft uh destiny you could say is an mmo shooter mm -hmm. i guess mmo mm -hmm. mmo fps mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, a little bit of experience there playing with people at least the people that were in the beta at the time which mm -hmm. was still a good crowd there were a lot of people in the beta for that uh final fantasy 11 is probably the game that I regret the most as not playing. Mm. I should have taken my interest in World of Warcraft and and switched it over to Final Fantasy XI. That's I, what I should have done, just because it's it's a world that I care about. It's a main entry in the series, and I have no experience with Final Fantasy yeah, XI, I, and that's kind of sucks. And I, I I assume it's still around. I feel like a lot of people skipped over XI. Yeah. 
Because it, it, it was such a, I mean, Square was like, we're going to go totally another direction <sighs> they here. They did, they did. And, and they kind of messed themselves up they, there. I feel like they should have taken like a half step instead of taking like the giant leap that they took. Yeah, maybe have an RPG that you could have certain interactions with people yeah, online. Yeah, But not make it a requirement yeah. necessarily. And and people have said there is ways to play Final Fantasy XI on your own. But I mean, to really experience that game. You have to have a group, a yeah. guild or whatever. Yeah, that that's something I'm curious about. And then, you know, 12 came out, went back to the old school, yeah. and a lot of people love 12. 13 happened. <laughs> and then 14, they did it again. Mm-hmm. So now Final Fantasy 14, I know there's a lot of people playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 massively, multiplayer online, RPG. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe there's still people playing 11. I, I wonder how dead the worlds are and the servers are in FF11. What a weird thing that would be like now suddenly decide to go all in on Final Fantasy 11. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> I should my hey guys, for the next 6 months I will be Twitch streaming my Final Fantasy 11 blind playthrough the first time. Right. Oh, that would be a mess. That would be a mess. MMOs never really something because MMOs to me felt like a job because of all the prep that had to go yes. into playing it well. Yes. I couldn't at any moment be like, ah, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some of this MMO. Yeah. Right? I just feel like playing it right now. Yeah. And you could do that, but really you're just grinding on your own. Yeah. You can't do the real parts of the game, which are the raids. Right. The raids are what make MMOs unique. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you're just grinding for gold and experience. Yeah. So we talked about strategy. Another major, major genre is the puzzle games. Love me some puzzle games. Favorite uh, favorite three puzzle games. Give me three faves. Hmm. Love me some puzzle games. Give me three. I can't think of any. No, I, well, Siberia comes to mind immediately. Siberia. Uh-huh. Explain to the folks at home Siberia. I mean, it's just kind of one of these like missed games where uh, you're trying to figure out what's going on and you're going through the different scenes. All right. Hold the, hold the cellular telephone. Okay. So you're talking. Now, I would not classify that as puzzle. Really? I would say that that is a point-and-click adventure hmm. with puzzle elements. Oh, so wow. I'm you're really... You're taking that... Genre yeah, building. Wow. Because to me, I would not put Mist and Tetris in the same category. Interesting. I can, I can see that. I can see that. Because to me, I'm... So I'm thinking like generic puzzle games, Tetris, Dr. Mario... Mm. Those are the games, a Puyo Puyo. Uh huh. But you you went right to the yeah. point and click. I would say those are still missed. And um, there's a Haunted Mansion game on the, I believe, the Sega Saturn or Sega CD. I don't remember what that one is called exactly. I have it mm-hmm. somewhere over there. Those are just the evolution, kind of like we talked about the evolution of platforms. Yeah. To me, those are the evolution of the old uh, no, point and click that. adventures. I can see that. You know, the Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Monkey Island sort yeah, of point Sierra, adventures. Yeah, Sierra games. To yeah. me, mm-hmm. I would say it's just an advanced version. No, of no, that. I can see that. In retrospect, I can see that. You know, I, I haven't thought about Dr. Mario in years. That was probably that was my a, favorite. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, Dr. Mario was one of my favorite puzzlers because it was a little bit different mm-hmm. because most of them, Bejeweled and all those, when you have the matching puzzlers, mm-hmm. it just match three or four colors in a row, they disappear. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas Dr. Mario took that concept of color matching mm-hmm. and then added these additional things that you're also killing. Yeah, that was so pretty cool. So you're killing the viruses while also matching colors. Now, I will say this. <clears throat> I was a huge fan of um, mobile games, uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, uh, for quite a while. I and sort of, that. how did that play? What was the, the So it was, it was like a match three. Match three? Match um, three what? Heroes' faces? Like, what did you... No, no. It, well, it was just, uh, like, powers, colors. Okay. You know? So, sh- so general sort of shape. Color yeah, things. yeah, yeah. And then uh, you would accumulate the different colors in order to activate certain uh, superpowers. So it was sort of a versus puzzle. Yeah. Where you were yeah, fighting yeah. something while... Yeah. And your actions to build those powers are based on the right, puzzles. Right, right, right. So really, sort of like Puzzle Fighter. Yes, yeah. Um, loved that. Actually, I, I want more... Man, I am... Really in need of a good match three game similar to that, um, because the the normal match threes where you're just sort of trying to accumulate enough of the color or whatever to beat the level like that's boring mm-hmm. to me. Like I, I I need some other skin or some other. So you need a goal beyond. So Tetris would not be a favorite because no. to you Tetris it is a game that goes on infinitely. Yeah, right. Right. And then your progression is just the speed of the drop right. blocks. Right. Like I tried Tet- Magic the Gathering. or Tetriminos. Right. Say. I tried Magic the Gathering uh, Puzzle Quest. That didn't really scratch it. I've tried just about every other type. I did like Magic the Gathering uh, video games, though. The actual just playing the cards. The game. cards. That was nice because I didn't have to worry about deck building and mm. you just jump into matches. Right. Because I played a lot of Magic the Gathering traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, my group was very into that. Mm-hmm. I was never very good at it. I, I played very basic decks. Green deck. I played green. My green. Where are my green yeah, decks at? Yeah, that's your green. I green got you. decks. That's all I could do. Uh, also, because green decks are pretty easy to play. <laughs> just building up as many things as you can. Right. Just build a wall against everybody else's weird, convoluted things. But, you know, it sort of died out. You get older. You're mm-hmm. not meeting up with your buddies twice a week and, and playing a card game. Yeah. So I can see why the you know, video game versions and online versions of, of traditional card games happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've done it with cell phone games oh, or yeah. playing card pack games and mm, man, playing love those cards. Games. Love those card games. But back with the puzzlers, uh, yeah, no, I can see the repetitive nature of them does get old very quickly. Mm-hmm. I recently did a stream where I played Puyo Puyo Tetris. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I love Tetris. And I'm playing, and I was like, oh, this is, okay. Yeah. It's just the same thing over and same over again. Same thing. But I have this issue where I like I like and don't like the continuing infinite, like, go until you fail. Go until you fill the screen. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like, I mean, I like and don't like that, but I don't like and don't like the other version, which is some blocks are already in place. Mm. And you have to remove everything mm-hmm. or try to do it in so many moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't. I mean, I'm not explaining it very well, but where it would just be levels of sort of challenge mode puzzle games. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of a specific game where it does that. Oh, I can't think of a specific where you have one. to clear mm-hmm. clear a certain level by doing it in a certain number of moves. And there's ways where you can fail if you drop too many blocks in a certain yeah. spot where you can't reveal it. I don't know. I'm I'm losing a little bit, but puzzlers are not. I don't go out of my way to pick up puzzle games. I don't like games really like Bejeweled and the the Candy Crush phase that was huge. Man. That those kinds of games just don't really appeal to me. I like the classics. I like Tetris. I like Doctor Mario. Mm-hmm. Puyo Puyo Tetris is fine. Puyo Puyo is, is more of a color matching game. Right. 
but it's not something that I've invested a lot of time into when it comes uh, you know, puzzle have. games. You have? So oh, puzzle yeah. games are a big deal. I love them. You love them? Yeah, love me some match three. Yeah, absolutely. It's a match three. Into the match threes. Uh, columns? Were you a big Columns fan? Because that always feels like a very genesis yeah, no game. I feel like I could have been into that. Because Columns is match three, I believe, right? Well, remember, I didn't have the genesis. That's true. You you liked the yeah. idea of the Genesis. Yeah. I would go to my buddies to play. Like that was my favorite system. Yeah. Um so yeah, I would have been all over that. So last genre I want to talk about because this is going to be probably our longest episode ever mm. because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, we haven't even done a game break yet. Whew. It's coming. <laughs> For our day, it's our 10th episode special. Hey! So it's got to be long, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be long, ladies. <laughs> Men. No. <laughs> Uh, VR experiences. Yes. Virtual reality. I'm try- I was trying to figure this out as I was prepping for the episode. Is virtual reality a genre? Hmm. Or is it is it a format? I don't know. I, I would shooting from the hip. Boo. Boo. First person shooter style, your favorite genre. Boo. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's a format. Okay. It's yeah. a format. Yeah, because Obviously, there are different. There's rhythm games, yeah. which we didn't really touch on no. in, as a genre because there's so many other genres. We'll have to do a follow-up genre discussion. Mm-hmm. But rhythm games with things like Beat Saber, it's a totally Looking different experience to than, say, you know, Shooty Fruity, mm-hmm. where it's a shooting game. Mm-hmm. So VR is a platform. Okay, I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure if that was the game. Yeah, because oh. there's there's different types of of games within that format. You right. know, you've got like the first-person shooters. You've got puzzlers or you know at least the point yeah they've got tetris effect i think it's called tetris effect is coming out for vr that'd be pretty cool it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out i haven't seen much footage of it but Mm. okay so that was more of just just a quick check Mm. before we get into the game break whoa so previously previously we mentioned that there is indeed a game dave p.o box and hey why not use the game dave p.o box for digitally distracted as well and I, I'm doing much better at uh, checking it regularly, trying to check it every week. I have a hard time checking my regular mail. <laughs> Which is, that's that's bad. <laughs> it's literally outside the, the door. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to send something to the show, this is a great platform because I always worry that somebody sends something into the Game Dave channel in some way, and it might not be something that I would do a video on, mm. and it's not like I have a series of unboxing videos on the channel. Mm-hmm. But Wait digitally distracted it's a perfect place so if you guys send something in if we have mail we'll open it during the game break yeah so today's game break we've got our very first piece of fan mail so it's mail time gerald this is from bob chamberlain bob bob Bob. chamberlain i have not opened this previously so let's hope let's hope it's video friendly (laughs) it just comes out all pixelated just immediately cuts so we've got Oh my, what is happening here? It's very soft. I thought it was maybe a t-shirt or something. The mic's in the way, I can't. Oh, wow. I don't know what we've got here, but let's let's uh, let's take a look at the letter, okay? <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I've got a nice little note here. Look at that. From Bob. Hey, Dave, I got these Zelda maps from a banner flag printing company that was hired to make them to promote the Wii U update of Twilight Princess. The order was canceled after they were printed, and I ended up with several thousand of them. (laughs) Seriously? Not sure if they were ordered by Nintendo or GameStop, but I can't find a record of any making it out to the public. Wow. 
I've sold some on Etsy, but mostly I've given them to guys at my local retro shops to keep or hand out to customers. Well, if you have thousands, I guess, you know, yeah, that's how right. that goes. Anyway, thought you might like a few. Feel free to give them to anyone who wants one or use them as a giveaway on your channel. Thanks for all the entertainment, and I look forward to seeing your channel grow and flourish. Bob. Thanks, Bob. Oh, my goodness. So these are these are like legit, I guess, licensed maps then. Yeah, let's... let's the Twilight Princess. So he let's sent... unfold those. He sent a whole stack Holy of them. Holy smokes. So they're all the same. But, I mean, if he has thousands... Yeah. Really, uh, you're, I mean, you're welcome, Bob. Yeah. We're doing you a favor. <laughs> look at that. So this is what they look like. Man, those are nice. Let's, uh, you want to hold that up there? Yeah. That. Very cool. Those of you watching the video version, you can see this. It's the, the map from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess on this nice sort of flag banner print. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Yeah, we might have to figure out, uh, maybe do a little giveaway down the... I mean, that if that's what Bobby wants, if that's what Robert Chamberlain wants, we might have to give a couple of these away. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll make sure Gerald will take one home and hang it up in his bedroom. That's right. And I'll hang one up in uh, my bathroom. Because I spent a lot of time in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can really look at it. Well, thank you so much, Bob. What a what a fun little game break. Yeah. To mix it up. It's a good thing that was a short one because we, I mean, we're almost nearing an hour. Wow. And we're only halfway through. So we're going to go quick for our second half mm -hmm. as we finish up. We're done with our game break. Let's get into the best game genre because that is really what this is about. What is the best video game genre? We went through a few of them. There are so many other ones we haven't even gotten into. It's just talking about simulation games and 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 puzzle games and tactics games and strategy. There's so much mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's even games uh, where you do financial simulation. Right. Called I have one called Top Management. Wow. For the Famicom or Super Famicom, I believe, and it's it is a, a fiscal management game for the Super Famicom, I believe. <laughs> wow. Classic, right? Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, there is there is a genre we have not much talked about yet. So I'm just going to start with you, Gerald. What is your favorite? You know what? Not what's your favorite. What's the best video game genre? I, you know, I think we're going to uh, agree on this one. It's not going to be a surprise, I think. Um, but, you know, going to have to go with sports games. Sports games. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> you son. No. I, I agree. <clears throat> I 100% agree. <laughs> FIFA for life. Um, RPGs, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that was the case. That's why I saved that for after yeah. the game break. I agree 100%. RPGs are the best game genre of all time. Yeah. Fight me. Fight me. Don't actually fight me because usually RPG fans <laughs> aren't great in fights. Don't hurt me. The RPGs are the best game genre. They're my favorite. Yeah. Why, Gerald? Why is this genre so good? I mean, it's obvious. Right. But why are RPGs the best you video know, games ever made? I'll I'll talk to some of the reasons why I like them so much. Okay. You well, get... stop making it an opinion. This is a hard <laughs> this is a fact. stone cold Steve Austin fact. Okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Why do you think RPGs are the story. best? Story. 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 Hands down story. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Tales Old as Time, you know? Are you gonna break out into song? <laughs> Let's D Disney will you come know, for us. Tale is hold his time. People, people have been telling stories since we would gather around the fire pit as we kumbaya, you know, huddled, or you know, in our bear skins, our bear skins, you know, wink. <laughs> it's before clothes, people. <laughs> um, yeah, just a, a good story, you know. Um, who doesn't love that? 
you know, but, but it's interactive. You get to be a part of the story. Yeah. You know? Now, some people will debate you on that. and They're and wrong, but they're, they can. They're wrong, but they'll try. And this is the thing that gets me with Zelda. Mm. Okay, there are people out there, because we're talking about genres. This is the platform I need to use. Mm. People will argue... I don't know who these people are, mm. but they will argue that Weirdos. Zelda is an RPG. Hmm. I think Zelda games generally, the traditional Zelda games, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are not really RPGs, that they are adventure games, mm -hmm. which is a genre we didn't really discuss. I would mm -hmm. say they are adventure games. I could see that. I could see that. I don't think I would label Zelda as you an know, RPG. It makes sense. Like, let's look at a, a more recent sort of game that I would do it uncharted okay I would agree that that is an adventure game it's not an RPG I would say that's an action adventure yeah game yeah right and and here's where people try to um how could we say this in a nice way pervert what an RPG is yeah they try to pervert it mm-hmm almost try like to make I tried it something it's, it's which I kind of did a little bit with Skyrim there we're saying that it wasn't really an RPG but I, I have to say it is Skyrim is an RPG. Elder mm -hmm. Scrolls series is an RPG series. But you think about what RPG stands for. It's a very simple statement. Mm -hmm. Role-playing game. Mm -hmm. And you could easily distort that or translate that as, oh, it's any game mm -hmm. where you are playing a role. And you could, you could say, and this is the argument you hear a lot, Zelda... You in Legend of Zelda, you play the role of the hero, which until Breath of the Wild, wow. you could name you could name the character, but is Link. You are playing the role of Link. That is and that a is a gross misrepresentation. A slippery slope. Oh my gosh. Because then Disgusting. any game, you've made any game now a role-playing game. Because Perverse. let's think about it. Super Mario Brothers, you are in the role of Mario. Mario. So is that a role-playing game? Or, in my case, Luigi. So that's, your, that's a role-playing game, right? Because you're in that role. Wow. Call of Duty, you're in the role of this uh, soldier. That's a role-playing game now. No. No, 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 no. It makes me sick. It makes him makes sick. Me sick. RPG is not a literal statement for no. you play a role in a game. There no. are elements of RPGs... And and I'm not saying that every RPG has to be a medieval fantasy. No, 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 no. And no, I'm not no, saying no. every RPG has to be turn-based combat. Though that's where we get those genre subgenres. Mm -hmm. JRPG, a mm -hmm. Japanese role playing game, is very different than a Western mm -hmm. role playing game. If you go all the way back to the early days, the the Pool of Radiance days, mm. the D and D PC game days, mm. Eye of the Beholder days, mm. they are still that sort of continuation of a Skyrim style. Yeah, where you're walking. Maybe you know, Eye of the Beholder is really a dungeon crawler. Mm -hmm. But it's first person. Even then, they Even were then. first person style yep. with their 3D primitive graphics. You yep. had a party. The monsters would show up in front of you. You would do attacks. Yep. You would click on them to attack them with your weapon. Yep. You would click on them to get to attack with your spell. You know, you're not directly seeing it, maybe. No, no, no. Could probably like Hex. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And I'd say that's very much a Western RPG style. Right. The JRPG style, much more like Final Fantasy. The classic Final Fantasies are even Earthbound. Is definitely a JRPG. Now, Earthbound is unique because Earthbound takes place in a modern-day setting. Mm -hmm. You're a boy with his buddies, and you're going around on this crazy quest. 
with your sort of psychokinetic abilities mm-hmm. and uncovering this story about the world. Uh, but traditionally, they're medieval fantasy. But I don't think the setting determines whether or not something is an RPG. Agreed. The, the complicated thing, for sure, I, I, I'm curious to see in the comments. So I want this, I want a civil debate. I want to see a civil debate in the comments mm-hmm. about is the Legend of Zelda series an RPG? If it is, why? And which games fall into that category? Because the Legend of Zelda has gone through different styles. Yeah. The original Zelda game is much different than Zelda 2. Yeah. On the NES, very different games. You know, Zelda 2 is more of a platformer in a way. And then you have uh, you know, Link to the Past, which is the traditional formula. Mm-hmm. You've got Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, which are completely different styles of play. These 3D sort of, I would say, more adventure style games. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, Super, Mar- Super Mario 64 in sort of control. Right. But with these sort of, you know, Zelda elements to it. And then you get into this, something like Breath of the Wild, which is super open world. I just want to know. Maybe we're crazy. Now, do you think Zelda is an RPG? You might. I don't. I think it's a it's an action Adve- game, action adventure. Yep. Right. Yep. That's what I would say as well. <clears throat> I would say it's more like an action adventure sort of open platformer. Yeah. And in a way, the classic Zelda and Link to the Past, especially, are more like puzzle solving dungeon games. I th- I think some of the confusion too is. For the longest time, RPGs were were just sort of fantasy games, like you yeah. would think traditionally D anD. d And I think that's where people do get in their head that's that where if, they get I, if I'm not slaying a dragon, it's not an RPG. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily. Or true. if I am slaying a dragon, like Zelda, it if has I if to I be. if I have a sword and a shield, that's an RPG. Right, and that's not true. Exactly, that's not true at all. Exactly, because there's uh, on the Famicom, there's a game called uh, Dragon Buster, which is you know fighting dragons. Mm-hmm. You have a sword, mm-hmm. but Dragon Buster is by no means a, a traditional RPG in any no. way. No, no, no. Yeah, but RPGs overall, regardless of all that argumentativeness, RPGs are the best genre. I agree, story. Mm-hmm. But see, for me, I also love the aspects of turn-based combat. I oh, love turn-based yeah. combat. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like for a JRPG, you kind of need the, an essence of turn-based combat mm-hmm. for it to feel like a JRPG. I would agree with that. It's not required. Mm-mm. There are plenty of JRPGs now that are more action RPGs. Mm-hmm. That's sort of where it's but, moved because the traditional style feels like you have to leave it behind. It but, was such a component for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And they forgot about it. But you know what? They got proven wrong mm-hmm. thinking that that was dead because yep. Octopath Traveler is selling out. Mm-hmm. And that is a very traditional JRPG with turn based combat, yep. sprite based combat uh, graphics. It, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I played some again last night. Every every Sunday mm-hmm. night. It's I've fun, playing it's fun to watch. Yeah. It's a great game. So RPG is the best genre, not just because of the story, the gameplay elements. I love the turn based combat, I love the strategy of thinking it. Uh, RPGs generally have this sort of class system at times. I love classes and job classes, especially in Final Fantasy V. Not every RPG has them. Mm -hmm. But when you play a JRPG especially, a traditional RPG, even if they don't outright define this is a mage or this is a wizard, 
the characters of your party have their skill set. Yes. You can tell when a character was implied to be a fighter. Yes. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. You can tell when this, this is definitely a character that uses magic spells or wizardry in some way. Mm -hmm. You can tell that this is a rogue-like thief character. Mm -hmm. And they may not outright say it. It may not be like, uh, you just picked up Billy. He's a thief. He can steal from opponents. Right. But they definitely will define classes. And the JRPGs I love the most are the ones where you get to have the characters themselves and define and decide what class they grow in, which is what I always liked about Final Fantasy V and building up that party the way you wanted to build it up. Right. But yeah, RPGs just let, leave so much room for any kind of gameplay mechanic, really, because of the way you tell a story in RPG is so much different than the way you would tell a story in a platformer. Right. It's a, you can get so much deeper in the story with an RPG, which makes you care about the game more, which makes the game better. Mm-hmm. That's why RPGs are the best genre of all time. Fight me, don't fight me. Right. Bro. And broette. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. I feel like you have more of an opportunity to make decisions, which draws you into the game more. Yes. Accurate. 100 percent and uh, i want to stop there because we will eventually have to do a whole show about yeah, rpgs yeah but this is sort of just a taste of you know talking about the genres some some little taste we might even do another genre episode in the future we might have to do episodes where we take an episode and maybe to prep for it we just go through like maybe a couple weeks and mm. we all right we're going to play a couple of games in this genre mm -hmm. and then we're going to do a show discussion it's a good idea because i want to do now that we've gotten through our first 10 episodes we've got our feet wet Now's the time mm, where we can sort soggy. of define... Ooh, it's very soggy. I need to put, take these shoes and socks <laughs> off. We need to go through and start doing some different things, and one of those I'd like to do um, a game-based a game -based podcast sort of series in the future yeah. on Digitally Distracted where Gerald and I, or maybe it's suggested by the viewers, here's a game, you and I play that game throughout, you know, maybe for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. and then we do a show about it. Yeah. Because we could easily talk about one game for an hour. Oh, absolutely. So that would be a fun thing to do in the future. That would be fun. So there's a lot of things on the horizon for Digitally Distracted. And I want to say thanks so much for all the support. Mm -hmm. It's been more than we expected. We thought this show was going to take a while to really get a foothold. But people have really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm really happy about it. I've yeah. got some more things to say at the end. But we we got to move on to the Q&A. Okay. Now that we've determined and made it a Wikipedia fact, RPGs are the best genre, let's move on to the Q&A. Now, this is more of a statement. Mm. I like to pull statements every once in a while because they used the hashtag digitally distracted on Twitter. I had to. Hmm. This is from Fem Trooper. Fem Trooper, friend of the show, fan of the show. Fem Trooper. Hashtag digitally distracted is my cure for the case of the Mondays. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern, you get to watch or listen to. Mm-hmm. Digitally Distracted. Thanks so much, Fem Trooper, for your support. I, I always see your messages, and I really appreciate them. Next question. We got a big one. Oh, boy. Now, this is a big one because it goes with our topic a bit on genres of games. Mm. This is from Wrath Drake. Ooh. That sounds like a, a fate name mm -hmm. for an RPG, D&D &D <laughs> name. So hopefully we'll run into a character named Wrath Drake. This is a question. Mm. Wrath is letting us know it's a question. Hmm. Game Dave. Have you ever experienced or seen it happen to others that other gamers would say you weren't a real gamer because of the type of games you played? I don't mean the argument of console versus PC versus mobile. I mean the difference between playing a tough game or a game that requires a lot of grinding versus a couple hours 
uh, a couple of hours long game for kids or an educational game or some kind of sports game. Whenever I buy a game like Moco Moco Friends for the 3DS, or when I'm caught playing a golf or soccer game, my friends are like, sigh, again? Why are you wasting your time and money on this sort of thing? Hmm. Though they don't say a word when playing a tough or a long game. Hmm. Have you ever experienced that where you've played a game that maybe feel like, oh, really, that's the game you're going to play? You know, I haven't. No? I haven't. You're a lucky man. Yeah. Lucky man. I've been on the other side of that, which I apologize for. With first-person shooters, mm. I've been like that with my buddies. I'm like, oh, you guys are playing Call of Duty again? Really? More mm -hmm. shooting games? You know, and, and it's hard to not do that with the newest thing. Mm -hmm. I know uh, now nowadays I don't see that because I'm like, you know what? If if you love Call of Duty, great. So don't ask me to play with you. Right. <laughs> I'll watch you play it, maybe. You know, I I kind of come from a different angle where I I wish I was into certain games and I'm not. Like mm -hmm. I wish I was into sports games. Yeah. Man. I, there's certain sport games I like. I'll tell you what, if I had to pick a sports genre of games that I do enjoy playing, it's hockey games. Mm -hmm. Hockey games are super fun to play. Uh, even the original ice hockey on NES is mm -hmm. a great game. Super fun game. But, yeah, I, I've, I've fallen into that slump before. I'm like, oh, those are the games you play? Mm -hmm. But I was young and dumb, and I apologize now in advance. But Because now it's, you know, <laughs> if you play games, great. I mean, I hate on Gerald for his mobile gaming. But it's fine. <laughs> he knows I don't mean it. But, but yeah, if you play games and you get enjoyment and excitement and entertainment out of whatever games you're playing, who cares? Right. You know, any, if, you, if you play any amount of games, you're a gamer because you're playing a game. Agreed. You know, if anything, if anything, I'm the exact opposite. I'm more of an encourager. For example, I have dated women who... So many women. Who... <laughs> Who, I have dated women <laughs> who play the Farmville games or the Bejeweled games mm. or Bedazzled games, I guess. Wait, <laughs> Bejeweled, yeah. Bedazzled, Bedazzled, that was a, a movie starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah, Bejeweled, Candy Crush. Right, exactly. And they'll say, this isn't a video game. I, you know and what? And I say, no, 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 it is a video game. You are a gamer. I'm oh, not a gamer. So you're the reverse. No, you oh, are a gamer. Oh, they're trying to get out of it. That's yeah, interesting. Because, oh, I don't like video games. Uh, video games are for, you know. Uh -huh. Those types exactly. of Exactly. No, 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 you're a gamer. Yeah, I've thought about that before, because I know in the earlier era of Facebook, when when the farming sort of mm -hmm. send this message to your friends thing sort of happened, I, I would say they weren't real games because of how irritated I was that I was getting requests from people. It's like, I don't want to play this game. Stop asking me to water your wheat. Right. I'm not on Facebook for your farming simulation. If I want a farming simulation, I'll go play Harvest Moon right. or Stardew Valley. Get out of my butt. My Facebook butt. My face butt. <laughs> But you were like, no, it is a game. Yeah. You're a gamer. Ha. Yeah. And then they broke up with you. Obviously, it didn't work out. Well, clearly, it didn't work out. <laughs> um, you know, buttonheads against. You were a little too intense. Yeah. Buttheads. So <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. We, well, we support you. You play whatever game you want. I That's mean, right. If you're playing on the 3DS, you're definitely a gamer. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Jeez. Next up, from Scruffzilla. How are you enjoying Octopath? Oh. Need you really answer that question? I love it. Come hang out every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time, whatever we're in right now. Eastern. We'll just say Eastern. Eastern. And you, you can uh, watch me enjoy it and gush over it. I'm going to play it a couple more Sundays, and then I'm going to move into some other things and just play it on my own, but it's a game I want to finish. I really enjoy it. It's fun to watch, too. Yeah, it's, it's grindy. 
the boss, the I will say this, the f- boss fights really drag. Last night I uh, reached, um, no spoilers, slight spoiler, but I, I went into a, with the thief character, mm. into Ravis Manor, and I was hunting down this treasure in Ravis Manor, and the boss was uh, the butler. I had to fight the butler. Oh, wow. And it's, it's that classic sort of SNES era RPG thing where you're in a battle and you're the, the normal sprite from the game. Right, right. But the actual sprite of the boss, like you see them like, oh, we're going to fight. And then you go into the fight screen uh-huh. and you're the same sprite. And it's like this giant butler guy. Right. Because they just want to make it intimidating. I guess. Right. But that was a really fun, uh, fun battle, but it dragged on for a long time. And it's not that it was hard. It was just they had a lot of HP. And they weren't really doing much damage to me, but again, it's a very it's a grindy game. Mm-hmm. That's the only complaint people might have. But I like grinding, I like leveling, I like going through battles and things like that. So it's fine with me, and it's a good excuse to build up some gold, right? Or leaf. I believe the currency is leaf uh, in in Octopath, which I just realized. You know, and, and it's hard to come by money in that game. It takes a while to build up money. Now the next question is really the same thing from Tyler Edlin. I've seen him a lot in the comments. Thanks for your question, Tyler. I'd like you to talk more about Octopath Traveler in the future. So there you go. I'd love to talk more about Octopath as well. You can also check out the stream. Tyler says he is addicted to it. I'm starting to get addicted to it as well. It's hard for me to wait until Sunday to play. Mm -hmm. But luckily, I'm so busy. I don't really have time to just play it casually. So it's good that I have the stream. It's a nice excuse to play Octopath. Traveler. Now, Tyler also had a topic suggestion, Hmm. but I'll save that for another episode. And now we have uh, two more questions from Nathan Wiseman and Don Mays. They said, these talks are great. Do do you have them on a podcast? And is there a podcast I can listen to for Digitally Distracted? Yes. So as we close out the show today, let's let's confirm it. We've made it to 10 episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And Digitally Distracted is now officially an audio podcast. So if you want to hear us talk or you want to download the podcast or the show in audio form so you can listen to it on your way to work or wherever, or you're horseback riding mm-hmm. to work. Or at work. Or at work on your lunch break or while you're working. It's fine. We're not going to tell. <laughs> no. We're not going to tell. And no. they might be like, hey, are you listening to Digitally Distracted? They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I fired? I'm like, no, I love that show. Let's listen to it Promotion. Together. Promotion. Look at that. Digitally distracted making makes, you the CEO. makes you money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us everywhere, really. Uh, the main hub is Podbean. The links will be in the description to help you out. But you can search for Digitally Distracted on iTunes, Google Play Music. We're on there as well. I guess they call them Apple Podcasts now, by the way. Mm. So iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We are also on Stitcher. We are also on Spotify. And then a bunch of other just random podcast platforms. So if you use some obscure platform, try it. Search Digitally Distracted, and I bet it will show up. And the audio versions will come out shortly after the video versions of the show. So there you go. Mm -hmm. And the best thing you can do to help out the audio version of the podcast is rate the podcast on your platform of choice. Give us that five-star rating because that will help. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not telling you have to give us five stars, but give us five stars, please. One star rating, guess what? Won't help us as much. No. In case you didn't realize that. And if you have a question for the show or a topic to suggest, you can use the hashtag digitally distracted on Twitter, just like Femtrooper did. 
How about that? Fantastic. Connections. You can also join the Discord. We got a Discord. We also have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And of course, you can just leave your comments on this episode if you're watching the video on YouTube. Yeah, so many options. I know. I know. I'm Game Dave. I'm Gerald. Thank you so much for getting digitally distracted with us.